2: Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab tires. Tires. I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you ve- say tires? you've Cluco It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, what, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson.
1: I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab. Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952.
0: 3, 2, 1. I've got a blowout. paper for three. Flight time. I can't hold it. She's breaking up. She's breaking up. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I also uh, went to a school dance with a girl who watched Titanic, I think,
2: 17 times in the theater. It was a different time back then.
0: Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. There's HBO Hot, where it's like, you watch it, and you're like,
1: wow, she's dangerous. I'm into that. We
0: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Funnier. Sportsier. More Labradoodles. On 1080, The Fan.
2: Welcome back. It's hour 2. If you missed anything from hour 1, you can go to 1080thefan.com. Down on the podcast, just click on the on demand button and it'll be right there uh, when we finish this fine broadcast. It'll be there for your listening pleasure. So don't leave now to listen to hour 1. You can listen to hour 2 right now and it won't really affect anything doing it out of order should be just fine.
1: You'll you'll get the gist of the show.
2: Yeah. You'll pretty much hour be able one, to pick he did, everything up. Yeah, you didn't need it, really. No, no, no. You, oh, i You sorry. need it. Yeah, Just, you did. You don't need to listen to it first. Not now. To know what's, yeah, we're not doing a chronological show where there's a bunch of Easter eggs that we laid in, in the hour one that All are going to be stories. relevant to hour two. we We're gonna, What we're going to do is we're going to do four different general topics. We may reference something, but it, you won't be lost.
1: Are you sure that they won't get lost if they didn't hear the skirting political incorrectness of Shoni Atani?
2: I'm confident that they don't need any information from hour one to enjoy hour two. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Good. But after listening to hour two, if you want to, look, if you want more, hour one will be out there. I'm just saying, we'll put it in the ether, in the World Wide Web. What is the dark web? You hear those commercials where yes. the dark web's out there to get you? What the hell is a dark web? Dark web is... Is, does it, is it like not www dot? It's like... Well, take it... Let's put it this way, right? D-W dot. So think of the internet as Rite Aid.
1: Right? Sure. Okay. That's Rite Aid. Okay. The dark web is basically the pharmacy section in Albertsons. There's some <laughs> sketchy stuff there. There's right. some things that you look at and you go, mm, I wouldn't see that in a Rite
2: Aid. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. They give me zero help. What's heroin doing here? You can buy illegal <laughs>
1: drugs on I the dark web. You, I
2: don't think you can do that well, on Albertsons. Well,
1: not Albertsons. Yeah. Though. So I think, you're, I don't know what. It's just the comparable. Also, you uh, can hire hitmen and assassins.
2: You can yeah. Hire uh, people. You can buy babies, I think. Yeah, it's, it's it's like the black market now. There's just, they have their own website.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Well, everybody lives online, Luke. I'll tell you, man.
2: That's what they keep, everybody they does. Keep, they keep trying to scare you with the dark web. The dark web is out there. It is out there. Apparently. You know what's a weird thing to think about? Is that where Bitcoin lives? No, Bitcoin's. It's a different thing? I'm That's not the dark web? That stupid. Holy hamburgers.
1: Uh, you know what's weird to me to think about is that Facebook, you know this whole thing that happened with them this past week? No. So basically they shared a bunch of information with this company that...
2: Oh yeah, I heard about out. the company, but that wasn't, it wasn't a Facebook thing. Facebook is actually suing them for breaking their... No, 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 sir. Oh. So there is a potential class action
1: lawsuit against Facebook for mishandling personal information. Mm.
2: And each Because initially it was against this company. That, okay. Each user would be represented. In
1: the United States Think about how many users Actually use Facebook In the United States They predicted That the class action lawsuit Could reach Two trillion dollars That's all
2: (laughs) That's a weekend For Facebook That means No They go under No 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 you don't understand I said two two, two trillion With a T How are you gonna
1: feel bad About your career If you don't have Facebook So you can look at your friends Who have better careers And go Man I really screwed up in life that's pretty much what Facebook is. Yeah. Facebook. It's, it's meant for you to go is on. Is Facebook the dark web? Facebook is the dark
2: social okay, web. That, perfect. Yes. All right. All right. Moving on to sports, kind of. If you ever heard this story, this is absolutely bizarre to me. So, kind of out of the blue on Friday, uh, Michael Bennett is apparently, he's been convicted with a felony? Apparently, he has a... Uh, <laughs> He's been, uh, I'm sorry, not convicted. Sorry, I said convicted. That's a, that's a misbeak. Charged with a felony. Out of nowhere. He's got a penchant for hitting old women. So two years ago at the Super Bowl that the Patriots won, Martellus Bennett was on the the team That is Michael Bennett's brother, and he wanted to get down on the field. And so apparently he was going through the wrong corridor, the wrong passageway to get on, and there was an old woman in a wheelchair that he pushed over and hurt her shoulder. So now you, he's been charged with a felony in Houston for assaulting the elderly. Are you laughing? A lot. Why are you laughing so much? Go on. Just go on. No, no, no. I
1: wouldn't. Tell me why you're laughing. About. Speaking at a news conference Friday, Houston Police Chief Art Officiato, whatever, said Bennett allegedly told police that he had pushed, quote, you know, you all must know who I am, and I can own this mf I'm going down on the field, whether you like it or not.
2: Why would you not add that immediately? Because you can't catch your breath from laughing? <laughs> I love this story. So Houston is expecting, the Houston Police Department is expecting Michael Bennett to turn himself in. There's also another angle to this that was brought up. Uh, this is from Pro Football Talk, but they brought up the idea that Michael Bennett may have violated the NFL policy if he knew about this before Friday. So obviously he was traded this offseason and ended up with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was also able to go back to practice with the Seahawks and play for the Seahawks last year. So if he knew about this at any point, whether you're charged or not, you need to disclose any of these potential uh, legal matters with the NFL. Now you might be wondering why – if this happened two years ago, why was this not brought up earlier? Well, the woman reported it immediately, but apparently it did not take precedent because there's no imminent harm. They knew Michael Bennett was, they knew he wasn't a flight risk, so they didn't make it a priority. So that's why it's taken so long, but this was reported immediately. So it's not something that just came out of nowhere. The way it appears to us in the
1: public. Everything about this story. I love because it basically confirms every thought I had about Michael Bennett which is he's kind of an a-hole.
2: Yeah. He's kind of
1: an a-hole. You couldn't before because he was like, you know, standing up for civil rights and, you know, kneeling during the anthem and you could respect that. And you said, okay, but then the play on the field and kind of how he treats the media and how he talks to other people, you go,
2: this guy kind of seems like an a-hole, but
1: I can't point
2: at anything. You this, also had the Vegas uh, videos released. Yes. that really didn't corroborate his story.
1: No, it didn't. And now you kind of look at him a different way. And I, Kind of go back to the Seahawks and the squeaky clean image that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are able to just paint over the entire media and fan base. Hey, we're the good guys, except Richard Sherman's a huge a hole. And now it's confirmed Michael Bennett's an a hole.
2: This also comes on the heels of, I think it was Thursday, might have been Friday as well, where Michael Bennett was on the podcast with Bill Simmons talking about how football teams need more thugs (laughs) like Marshawn Lynch. (laughs) This is a real quote where he said, can't have too many guys like Russell Wilson on your team. You need no. one guy like him who goes out and prays, and then they're like, let's go play. Yeah, but we need more thugs like yeah. Marshawn Lynch. That was the problem with the team: is there wasn't enough thuggery after Marshawn left. I want more paraphrasing Dewey's, there a little bit. More Dewey's, well, more old lady punches. Look, look in it. I think I think we might have actually the clips from there. Uh, check under Dirt and Sprags. Uh, right. Yeah, because I know, I, I think they played it on yesterday afternoon, but you could actually. I mean, he talks about it. He goes, He goes, You did a guy that's crazy and isn't afraid to dropkick the coach. Like, it's a very bizarre thing. The same day that it comes out that you push down an old woman to get on the field to hang out with your brother, and now felonies charge has been made against you. This is any luck? Hold on. Okay. I'm holding on. Is everybody waiting with bated breath?
1: Yeah, I, I think I got it. Yeah, let's hope this is it. Okay, I haven't tried it. Well, that's
2: how we find out. This is an experiment. Show. And
0: you don't want people like like a whole bunch of Russell
2: Wilsons. You know, what I'm saying you got to have like one. You got to have more. You got to have three or four Marshall Lynches on on your team that at, at any moment you will know, never know what they're gonna do. Whether they're gonna come to work or. <laughs>
1: drop kick the coach you know Latrell rueal you just never know you can't have a whole bunch of nice people on the sports team you need one good guy that does everything right you know praise and does all the stuff and then be like hey let's go play Right. yeah yeah and then yeah, you need some thugs that's just how it go
2: and now you're charged with a felony for hitting an old woman read me the quote one more time from the, <laughs> the oh from points. the uh yeah it's
1: uh so basically speaking at a news conference Friday, the Houston chief of police said that Bennett allegedly told people at the game when this was all happening, quote, you all must know who I am and I can own this mother effing or this mother effer. I'm going down to the field, whether you like it or not.
2: <laughs> and then just rampage through there and knock down an elderly woman. In
1: Imagine room. that. Imagine a young fan who is probably near there
2: turning around. There's Michael Bennett. <gasps> oh my God. A picture It's <laughs> Michael Bennett. Oh my God. And then he just, Friggin- I own this place. They're yeah. just rumbling through, pushing people down. Get out of my way. Michael Bennett, meet my grandma. Yeah, this, Whack. This is not a good look. Right in the kisser. And again, as things develop, we'll find out if you broke any of the policies uh, from the NFL, not only will you know he be affected by the legal case, but they may uh penalize him through uh, the NFL as well. So Well,
1: and you know, let's not let's not just take this one sided. I mean, what was she doing in the way? <laughs> Her job? Well, you got to be she, she, more aware.
2: Yeah, all right. Anyways.
1: She's we got to think about both. Aren't you're we not defending, Okay. We're journalists. We're supposed to take both sides of this and be objective. Okay. Go now. Large, 300-pound man, old woman. She's doing her job, but maybe she wasn't doing it right.
2: Yeah. Go for it. You want to keep taking Nah, That's about it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, later this week, I know... That you are excited, Major League Baseball opening day. Marf. That is next. Center and Saint 1080 the Pan. All right, so spring training is wrapping up, and we are about to start the Major League Baseball season. Go hide, hide, hide me. away. Listen, you still got the, the finish of the of the college basketball tournament. You still got the end of the NBA season. Playoffs, it's gonna be great. Is this gonna be the first year I get excited about spring football? What? What? Why is that? Because of uh, your buddy, uh, what's his name? Who, Jonathan. Steve. Jonathan Smith. I was gonna say Jonathan Stewart. I'm like, that's not right. I knew it wasn't. Jonathan. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's coaching. Yeah, he's still playing in the NFL yeah, and he's coaching a college. A double team. job. Yeah, why not? Anyway, so Jonathan Smith, are you excited about spring games? Uh,
1: no, no, not really. Right.
2: I've told you, and I've
1: been famously adamant about this on no, the show. I spring ball means absolutely nothing and
2: that comes from somebody who's even played with, three spring balls. even with a brand new coach uh
1: yeah it still means absolutely nothing really what matters is your fall camp and it matters how you can get out of fall camp without getting injured what can i do to get you excited about baseball hmm. Well, we don't have a team in portland would that do it I might do it. Would that be enough to do that, it? that would definitely gravitate me towards going to games, following the team. I, I would be
2: pumped up about it. Okay. Let me let me try something. Somewhat pumped up. Let me it. try something to get you pumped up. Even without a team in Seattle, let me do my best. Team in Portland. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. There, there, well, there's not a team in Seattle either, let's be honest. But. Oh! <laughs> Look at you. Let me, let me give you my best shot to get you pumped up about baseball. Are you ready? Uh, well, what are you going to do? Are you ready? Well, what is it?
0: Are you ready? I guess. Okay. In a world void of other professional sports. They'll tell you we can't defeat them. Except soccer. But nobody gives a shit about soccer. They'll tell you they're too strong. Too young. Too powerful. They'll tell you that the Astros are destined to repeat. Well, I say nay. Nay. Wait, let me see that calendar. What? what? What's wrong with you? What year is it? Why are you acting so much What year is it? 2018. What the hell's wrong the with you? The Giants.
1: What about the Giants? They're Don't gonna... you
0: get it, man? It's an even year. What about the Cubs in 2016? F- the Cubs. The Yankees. They were strong before, but now they've evolved. Oh, my God. It's the Yankees lineup. The prophecy will be fulfilled. When the ancient Japanese warrior returns to the land of the manners, Seattle will rise. They will return to the playoffs. I mean, if the Bills can do it, I'm thinking we have a shot, right? Beginning this spring, the 2018 Major League Baseball season. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Rated G. (laughs) Does that do it? Buckle up, Buttercup. Baseball's coming. Rated G. Yeah, there's some a, violence in no,
2: there. No, baseball's a family sport. It's for the entire Did you family.
1: transformer
2: sound? Yeah. Well, and, and in fairness, just to the text line real quick, I didn't know that Madison Bumgarner broke his hand when we started that. So, um, but you have to, I thought that was a good clip, anyways. But listen, there's a lot of great storylines. Pumped up? I'm a little pumped. Up. Okay, so I got a little something going. A little for there's a lot of great storylines across Major League Baseball. Like I said, you're not gonna, you don't have to get hyped until after basketball's over if you don't want to, but give it a try. It's just too long. It's no, too long. The, the basketball season is just as long, if not longer, no. on a calendar. Come on, they start in October, they finish in June. Yeah, but there's more
1: faces. There are more people I recognize. There's a lot more plot to basketball. So what's your pro- What's your problem with baseball?
2: There's not, enough, there's not enough
1: plot. There's not enough romance. So, Can I show you what I would want? Sure. Show me what you would want This from is baseball. what I would want from baseball. Okay. Right? Sure. Okay. Oh, here we go now. Jenna Gooch, director of Facebook marketing. Nice to meet you. You're a total catch, Jenna. If you can't get a guy, what does
2: that mean for me? <laughs> All those boys are into baseball. I can't stand it. I'm f***ing Jed Hewitt. All I need is a ball, a bat, and a good brew. You're the man, Jed. But what about that sniz? You ever going to get with anyone? I'll settle down when I find a girl who loves baseball as much as I do. You want the promotion, right? Give me a story about bats and balls, and the
1: corner office is yours. Oh, jeez. But the ball cap will ruin my hair.
0: This April...
1: Delivery, Jenna! How am I going to hold all these balls?
0: A sport only worth watching for four to seven games in October. Her hooters are huge, and I'm into that. Is going to drag on for the entire summer. Jed, I can't go to the game. I don't understand any of the rules,
1: and I don't get why we have to watch the Mariners if we already know what's going to happen.
0: Bros before hoes, babe. And it'll feel like a lifetime. Do you think you're in love with Jed Hooy? I can't live without you, Jenna Gooch! Major League Baseball. Presents for you, Jenna. I would totally give up baseball. Tim lincecum
1: Jenna Gooch, nice to meet you.
0: Shoei Otani, I'm Jed Huey. The 2018 MLB season. All she needs is a foot long dog, if you know what I mean. Rated R. <laughs> what was that?
1: The romantic comedy. It's romantic comedy it gets it it gets you kind of feeling
2: lighthearted about baseball so what you're saying is you don't want to take baseball too seriously oh no, come on baseball's all about fun and jet hooey <laughs> jet hooey jet ski salesman jet
1: hooey
2: yeah Jet hui right. has been on the show before all right so you're you're committing to me that you're gonna give baseball a try we're or gonna find we're gonna we're gonna find the romance in baseball for you this year you could try. That, hey, that's all we can do is try. One of my
1: friends uh told me to try to get into baseball, you got to follow divisions, right? Yeah,
2: I think that's the best. Way. Follow the AL West. You yeah, keep up with what the Mariners are doing. It down, actually what's going matters. On. Yeah. yeah. It's what, division races. You can follow a series and just check in. And go, all right, we got a divisional series coming up this week. Let's see how the Mariners do. They've got a three-game homestand against the Astros. Let's see what happens. And pick a different team beside the Mariners. That might help too. <laughs> might be another good option for you. Follow the Brewers this year. We'll see how they do. Ew. They were a surprise team last year. They are very good. The Brewers? Yeah. Didn't have time to put it in the action movie trailer.
1: But Who was the guy who was uh, definitely juicing in the first half of that? The guy who played in Korea? Uh, for the Brewers? Uh, you remember that guy? No. He was hitting like 13 home runs. He was, uh,
2: yeah, it was. he wasn't Korean. Um, no, he wasn't Korean, but he played in Korea for yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't either. But yeah, he just just mashing. Every time he got up there, it was yeah. moonshots. Everybody was like, yeah, you're definitely yeah. on roids. Yeah, anyways.
1: Easily definitely. on roids.
2: All right, well, <laughs> you've got you've got a commitment from Will. We're going to try to get excited about baseball this year, I, and I won't even press you on it until after basketball is over, but we'll go from there.
1: Apparently on the text line, as a baseball lover, someone's offended. Offended by what? I think they're offended by the uh, movie trailers, that huh. we weren't taking baseball <laughs> serious That's enough.
2: Okay, but the text right next to that says, uh, baseball is the most boring thing on earth. So... <laughs> Listen, we're just trying It we're just trying it's not, come on, it is. Listen, you've got all of this free time this summer. If you get a chance to go to a Mariners game, you're not going to go sit there, enjoy the ballpark. You don't have to watch every single pitch if you don't want to. It's a great time.
1: I will say going to a baseball game is a lot more fun and going to a baseball game at, um, going to a baseball game up in Seattle. I feel like there's a lot more food up there.
2: Yeah. They do a great job. They got well, the sushi thing. They got all that stuff. And the cool thing about the pitch for Portland baseball is they are really pushing the idea of making it experiential. So if you go to whatever new ballpark they put in Portland to to house the new baseball team, it would be great food. It would be a smaller stadium. They're not going to go and try to fit you know 40,000 people in there. They want it to have... Kind of the feel, what they're doing in Detroit right now is actually really cool. And if you look up around the stadium complex they have in downtown, they've done this revitalization project around the stadium. So you'll have this place where you can go to good restaurants, good food, good time, and you can go and do all your shopping there, whatever, and then catch a baseball game. You make a whole day out of it. That's what baseball is moving towards, and I think it's a smart idea. Well, so what, you're going to do it in uh, Portland Meadows, right? Uh, I. Th- the, that's Lent, where your stadium is? Lentz Park is one of the options that I've heard. They've got the stadium where the Pickles play right now and they would, uh, <laughs> what? You can't get rid of the Pickles. They can make them the Pickles. Make them the Pro Team. John Ryan oh, Seahawks Bunner's an owner for That'd it. That
1: would be a nightmare. If our <laughs> Pro Team was called the Pickles. would <laughs> be great. I mean, I thought the Pelicans were bad. The Pelicans is, that's eh, a pretty crappy name for a professional sports franchise. And I the, mean, I get it, but come yeah, on. Yeah. Like, Pick something a little guy. Ca- I mean, at least, you know, I don't know. At least Charlotte did the Bobcats for a while because they were like, well, we don't know what we're doing. So we'll just say the Bobcats.
2: Do you know? Do you know why there are the Bobcats? Are there Bobcats there? The guy that owned it was named Bob Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, is that right?
1: Yeah, I think that was. His is name. that true? Yeah. Pull it up. It's a pretty scandalous fact.
2: Yeah. I'm very cavalier with my facts today. <laughs> you are. Very my computer's cavalier. broken. I can't do anything with it. So. So what yeah. I rely on? Well, listen, I go off of memory. I can I can fact check normally, but I don't have my computer up in front. Is of me. This guy's name
1: Bob Duper? No, sorry,
2: it was Bob. What? I think it's Johnson,
1: Robert Johnson. Bob, oh, okay. So you want me to type in just, Bob just Johnson go, into Google? Just go. No, I want you to go <laughs>
2: Bobcat's owner, Charlotte Bobcat's Bob
1: Johnson, Bobcat's owner. Yeah. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> Make it quick.
2: News to get to
1: Robert L. Johnson. So there you go. Well, right. He's not the. Isn't Michael Jordan
2: the Bobcats owner? They're not the Bobcats anymore. <laughs> they're the Hornets. <laughs> he originally when they when the Charlotte Bobcats were created, Bob wanted it to be the Bobcats. That's why they couldn't wait to get rid of it. When That's what Jordan- everybody
1: called Bob in college. <laughs> The Bobcat. <laughs> hey, Bobcat, what's going on? You know, I'm
2: going to name... If I ever have an NBA team, I'm going to No, name do it for my bros. All right. Uh, uh, Steph Curry is hurt, but they've still got an all-star lineup that is composed of Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. Can the Warriors win a championship without Steph? That's next. First, the news. So we have uh, a couple things going on right now, and uh, we'll see how long we can carry this out. So... Your idea is that Rob Gronkowski in his TV show goes back to college. Yes. Uh, It's been suggested that uh, the Rob Gronkowski show, uh, his name is Rob Bronkowski in the show from the text line. Uh, He plays an insurance adjuster who's a private sleuth who happens to witness a murder every week of his life.
1: Isn't that close to the plot of Fletch? (laughs) I'm not going to say it's the plot of Fletch, but... (laughs)
2: <laughs> it feels very Fletchy. <laughs> I need to watch Fletch again. All, all right, we'll we'll go with that. Uh, so throw in uh, for, for like... the rest of the show. Fire away with uh, what you want the uh, premise for Rob Gronkowski's new show to be. The other thing I want to do is um, we'll try to get the Twitter poll up. Uh, we need to get you a baseball team. I think this is a way to do it. So this NFL season, you adopted the Rams. They're your new team. They're least, my team. They're my team from, until they from, start losing. From Nope. From here on out. What? At least for the life of this show, you're a Rams fan. All right. Okay. So that's that's been given to you. You're a Blazers fan. You can have that. You're an Oregon State fan. I'm sorry. So. Please. What? They had a bad season I'm last sorry. year. Do you not remember? I do remember. I remember God. very. It was bad. Very well. So I'm sorry. They had a bad, they had a bad year. Okay, Blazers you. are doing well. Thank you. So I will nominate the Brewers. Because I want you out of the AL West. Because I'll be rooting the Mariners. Uh, who do you want to be your team? Like if you could pick a team, and then we'll get some nominations from the text line, we'll put four of them up there and then we'll have them vote. If I could pick team. how the hell, I don't know. All yeah, right. sure. The Brewers. 55305. Who do you want uh our friend Will Darkens to root for uh, this baseball season?
1: Give me the Angels. You can't have the Angels. No AL West teams. Give me the uh give me the Marlins. The Marlins? Because uh, here's what it is with the Marlins? I'm gonna jump on it and I'm gonna stay on it, kind of low key. I'll just make kind of like little asides every now and then when they're talking about baseball, and I'll say something about the Marlins, like, "Oh yeah, it's been a rough year," and I'll just kind of make those very little statements. So then, when they are good in five years, I'll go. There you go. Oh well, I've been following them that whole time. You remember that one time I made that very slight comment? Yeah, I'm a
2: Marlins fan. Yeah, always have been. There you go. All right, so you. I always go- believed in Jeter. You're going to go Marlins. But no, we need you to follow them and see if you can actually enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So we might want to pick a team better, better than the Marlins. But you know what? If they have a surprise season, here's the thing. The Marlins have two World Series rings. They do. So who knows? Maybe Jeter will put together a champion. He's got the heart of a lion, so why not?
1: He also has the rage of a community.
2: Baltimore has been nominated. The Baltimore Orioles. Screw that. What?
1: Good, Good team. Dude. I got some- The Baltimore Orioles played a game without anyone in the stands once. I know that was some protest thing <laughs> that Martin O'Malley did. Yeah. But okay, that bothered me.
2: Padres. Twins, Padres. I like the twins. I think do the twins. One. What? Twins are a good team. I'm, I'm liking the Marlins at this point. I know, but we're going to put it up to the listeners. Fair enough. Go. Okay, so we'll go. Let's do this. We'll go because you hate Baltimore so much. We'll put that on there. So we'll do Baltimore Orioles, Milwaukee Brewers, Florida Marlins, or the Minnesota Twins. Mm. There's only one NL team in there. Should we put another NL team? No, that's
1: um, If I am a Twins fan, am I allowed to wear a Kirby Puckett jersey? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah? Okay. And that's like kind of
2: my go-to? Sure, yeah. We'll get you. We'll get you, uh, we'll see Man, can- you remember when we had Puckett? Would you rather have Padres or Twins? Is that what Twins fans say? Padres or Twins? Oh god, the Padres are are hopeless. Yes they are. Though I will
1: say if I were to go to a game cuz I'm the I'm a fan, right? I got to yep, go to a game. You're a fan. Game. I mean it's easier for me to go to a Padres game and I've heard the stadium's actually fun to go to.
2: Uh I didn't think it was that great, but that's fine. So we'll yeah. give you, we'll give you a Mariner, uh, Padres, Marlins, Brewers or what's the other one? Uh, not Baltimore the Mariners. Orioles. I could I could get on board with the Mariners. Okay.
1: I mean I'll do it. It's fine. All right. Whatever. I, I will say one of the things I like about baseball the most is the fact that it, more than any other sport, is best on radio. i really I really do think that. Basketball, I can't stand because you're missing moments because it moves so fast. It's a visual sport and yeah. they have to really get in. you know, um, commentators, the color guys always have to kind of get their stuff in and you miss like thirty seconds of something yep. happening. Football. I mean, I would just rather watch it on TV. Baseball, more than anything else, if you listen to it on the radio, there's something better about it. Yeah,
2: best best sport on radio is baseball. Best sport to watch live, I would nominate the NHL. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, those games are great. I've never seen a
1: pro, a pro game. i, I would seen h-
2: Winterhawks, but... I would highly... Yeah, but they got bigger, faster, stronger than the Winterhawks. You get a frenzy in the stadium. Um, there is, you know, always the potential that there'll be a riot in your uh, section and, and you'll get caught up in that, but that's half the fun, right? It's so fun to me. Yeah, sit on the edge of your seat. Uh, TV, I would put uh, uh, football as the best sport, and then basketball would be the one I would play.
1: Basketball is the best, I think, in terms of postseason.
2: I, I can't. Oh, the NFL postseason. Are you oh no, dude! Me? The
1: NBA playoffs are so frigging awesome. Yeah, but you
2: can't miss a playoff game in the NFL. You can't miss a playoff game in the NBA. Sure you can game one, two? Yeah, hell, you could even miss three. You could. It's <laughs> not exciting game. You're not deciding anything until game four. And guess what? If it's 3-0, zero, you're missing game four. But I feel like game in the sevens. NFL, game sevens in the
1: NBA are fantastic. And the NFL wild card, though, I feel like there are some truly useless games. Like what was the um. Was it Raiders Texans? Oh, I remember both quarterbacks. Yeah. I I feel like there's some years with the NFL wild card where you just go, is there really a point in me watching this? Like either of these teams are going to get beat by the Patriots. That's easy. I know that. I feel like with the NBA, it's like, you always have that thing where if the underdog wins game three, then you just kind of know it's on at that point. You're like, Oh, this is a friggin' series. Yeah. Now, if it's three straight, then you can kind of lose interest because, of course, nobody's come back from it. But it's that game three, man. If it, you know, if the Blazers go into this and they lose the first two games at home, and then they win on the road in game three, like I, my excitement level's gone from ten to fifteen now. Like I'm jacked up because we're
2: about to make a comeback. At what point do you worry about Steph Curry's injuries? I don't. Don't. No. Oh, you like them. Yes. Is that what you mean? I think it's awesome. If you're the Warriors, at what point do you start to worry about and, and really think about shutting him down for the rest of the season, let him get right? Because can they win? Can, do you think the Warriors can win a championship without Steph Curry? They still got Durant. They've still got Klay Thompson. Mm. But it's a different team when he's not out there.
1: Uh, that's a hard one because you kind of have to start thinking about um, you have to start thinking about seeding.
2: Well, they're they're, the, they're, they're they're slotted in the two spots.
1: They're slotted in the two. And you, well, I, I say seating because you have to think about who you're going to play in the first round. So at this point, you'll play the Timberwolves.
2: And if that is the case, you have to feel pretty good about it because you're going to get a hobbled Jimmy Butler back. And I mean, You would expect he'd come back feeling good if he sat up this long. And Maybe. Yeah.
1: I don't know. You'd expect. There's a little bit of mystery in that. But you have to kind of feel good about that one. Now, if you hit, I don't know, if you get somebody like, I would say the Spurs or maybe the Jazz. Like, if you had to play the Jazz, I'd be a little bit worried because of how good they are defensively. And so now you're really grinding out games, right? And you don't have that instant scoring from Steph. I know Klay Thompson's out right now. I mean, I expect him back by the playoffs, but th- that's what you have to worry about in that first round. Is it going to be something that's a defensive slog or can I still keep up and just score more points than the other team, get to the second round and, you know, play the Blazers
2: and then get beat by them? What? <laughs> what now? <laughs> Is that what you got? <laughs> So, so if you're the Warriors, you would be worried about it then. I mean, I think I just think it, it depends different. on who I play. Really depends on who I play. If I'm playing the Jazz, I'm a little bit worried. Okay, and and it's a knee injury for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, knee injury for Jimmy Butler. So he's he back expected meniscus, to be right? back. But yeah. here, here's so, what I'm saying. But, but I don't think you come back from that until you're 100. So I don't see it. I don't see it as a hobbled like the the. The injury Yusuf Nurkic had, the fracture where he came back, that's like a hobbled injury. You think he's on? I would think he's on full rehab and coming back fresh and ready I mean, to you go. you hope, but it's you, still, have, you still you it's still have to, still have to settle back in. So we'll see. It'll be. I think from an NBA fifty thousand foot view,
1: you gotta love this because now you say, "Oh my God, finally!" There's a potential where I don't have to see a Cavs Warriors title game. Well, you wouldn't want to watch another Cavs Warriors? No, I don't. Okay. Because. We know how that's going to end, man. (laughs) Man. But hold on. Cleveland's won four straight. Yeah, I know. It's the East, though. And one of those teams was Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) The only quality win in that was Toronto, which I'll admit was a quality win. Yeah. But, yeah, I I want to see something different. I think it would be friggin' awesome if you got to see something like the Raptors and Rockets. Raptors Rockets. I I think that would be a really awesome finals because it would just be offensive explosion. All yeah. the time, there would be zero defense in it. I think, the, I I think the Celtics
2: happen? are super compelling, too. They're fun to watch if you get Kyrie Irving back and he's 100%. Yeah, but I, even, even playing without Kyrie, they're a fun to watch team because they you never feel like they're out of the game, obviously. Uh, case in point, the last two games that I've watched is the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Blazers game, obviously. Well,
1: you got to watch out for the Wizards, too, because you know, as
2: long as John Wall
1: doesn't come back, yeah. they should go far. <laughs> it's true, man. It's that is such a Patrick point. Ewing theory, though, with him, yeah. You know that whole theory. It's like you take the best player away from a team at a certain point and they actually become better. I I think that's happening to the Wizards because they finally went, oh, yeah, we don't have to give the ball to John Wall every single play. Interesting. And Bradley Beal is like a taller C.J. McCollum.
2: Yeah, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. And who's their coach? (laughs) Uh, Scotty Brooks. I sure it's not Scotty Brooks. Positive. 100% positive. I might have to Wikipedia Scotty Brooks. Scotty. Scotty. Scotty Brooks. All right. Uh, we need to get some predictions. We'll take a look at the lead eight. We'll take a look at uh, the Blazers' upcoming schedule. That's Crystal Balls. And it's next. Center and Saint, 1080 the fan. All right. It is a big week. Every week is big now for the Blazers till the uh, end of the season. This is officially the home stretch. Ten games left. It's all about seeding. It's where they end up in this mother. So I'm going to have you take a look at the, uh, the schedule for that. But first... I know that you don't know anything about college basketball, so we'll do this very quickly for you. But uh, we'll have you pick who you think is going to win the college basketball games this be weekend. Good. I think it'll be uh, it'll be a riot because I want you to be right. Uh, so today, three oh nine p.m. on TBS, Elite Eight matchup in Atlanta, Georgia: Loyola, Chicago, and Sister Jean. At the Kansas State Wildcats. Well, it's in Atlanta. So I, I got to
1: think app. Loyola Chicago at least brings some momentum into this one. Kansas State seems like they really don't belong. They kind of caught some... Caught some teams in bad stretches. I'm going to go loyal Chicago. They
2: just beat Kentucky. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, I, I'm. Go- I, That's a very Kentucky thing to do, though. Of course it is. I'm very much on the side of loyal Chicago. How they, many I mean, times is Kentucky? There, there was some stat that came out that Kentucky's made the Sweet 16 now like some ridiculous amount of years consecutively.
2: Uh, no, because not all that long ago they missed the tournament and uh, were exited in the first round of the NIT. Was it really? Yeah, they just they, it's they something this week. They they're great. They're I mean, that program, it's insane. I mean, considering all the one and done's, considering you'll see a, an entire new complement of players next year, they may keep one guy around, but seven of their eight contributors uh, are freshmen. So yeah. Anyways. Uh Florida State at Michigan, five forty nine on TBS. Uh who you got? Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> You're emphatic about that. Well, uh I like yeah, to bring mean, in obviously point guard yeah, number shut one shut up. <laughs> Texas Tech, uh, Villanova tomorrow.
1: I'm going to take Villanova in this one uh, just because, one, they are the one seed. Jalen Brunson's a, a dude.
2: And, two, Texas Tech
1: doesn't belong there. There's just a handful of teams this Offense year. Offense
2: against defense. They're that that
1: kind yeah. of that, that got there that you just kind of go, why are you there? You caught, you caught teams at such bad times. Really, Virginia losing so quick caused a bunch of crap to fall. Yeah, That's really what it's about.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take Florida State to win uh, against Michigan, just so that Loyola uh, path just continues to be. I won't play anybody seeded higher than my first round matchup. I think would be delightful, and the big one, the two Blue Bloods, Duke number two seed against Kansas. I
1: know Robert will be glued to this one. Robert, Mr.
2: Isaac Rop. Yeah, that's, did you call him Robert? Yeah, I do. That. Okay. okay, sometimes. All right. Anyways. So, who you got?
1: I want Duke. I want Duke because I want to see Loyola, Chicago, Duke in the (laughs) final. How friggin' David and Goliath is that? I Uh, mean, that's
2: right back to Butler. Even if it was Kansas. That's right back to Butler-Duke. Yeah. I mean, that's what that game felt like. And it really... Gonzaga, North Carolina. It should have been. But Gonzaga is a little bit more of a behemoth, but still. Yeah,
1: well, and they're a little bit better now. I mean, the Duke-Butler one was the first go-around for Butler,
2: right? They they went to -to back-to-back, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. And so, uh, that game to me was probably one of the greater college basketball games of all time because... It was this frigging close to being the other way yeah. and having the greatest finish of all time, which is yep. a more than half-court shot just going in. That would have been great. Yeah. But I'm going to take Duke because I yep. want to see the eventual end.
2: Uh, I, Marvin Bagley third has been a monster, so I'm going to take Duke just based on that. He, I think he's at 20 points in three straight games. One of, I'm going to guess, three people to do that? Mm. Uh, Blazers schedule this week. Tomorrow, you've got the Thunder, and then you've got the Pelicans on Tuesday, Wednesday at the Grizzlies, and they're back home on Friday against the Clippers. So those are the four games that will be played. Well, we are out. How do they finish in those
1: four games? gotta hope you can go three and one, thinking that we are on a three-game road trip. I, I have a feeling like we could beat New Orleans, and I almost kind of hope we can play New Orleans in the playoffs because I feel like if you can really just force Anthony Davis to get out of the paint, that's kind of your solution. Like, I'll lose on the fact if he's going to be able to beat us shooting three-pointers and outside shots. That's fine. Go ahead. If you can beat me like that, go ahead, Anthony Davis. Go for it. But I'm not going to allow you to actually score paints and you paints know, in
2: the point. Or, or points, yes.
1: paints in the yeah. point. Points no in the paints paint. in the point. I feel like that's the best chance you have against the Pelicans, at least now that Boogie Cousins is out. Though there is the theory that that's another Patrick Ewing thing. They got better once he got <laughs> injured.
2: so that make him the best player. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Davis. The best player on that team was Boogie. So. I
1: can hope for three and one, only because I think the OKC game is going to be pretty hard. This so is, so have a falling to fall OKC. Yeah,
2: I, I kind of do. And
1: I, this Even though illegal.
2: you took the Thunder as missing the playoffs two weeks ago. I did. And I still do. <laughs> I still do. Still do, but they're going to win there. Yeah, uh, It'll be an interesting stretch. I mean, you pretty much it's a guaranteed win. It feels like against the Grizzlies. The effort they put up the other night against Charlotte is pretty significant in, as to know how much of a tank job this is. I mean, they just don't have any players. I mean, they don't have anybody that can go out there. Even if they wanted to put in a full effort, you're not going to see it. Um, and then the Clippers are still hanging on. You think that's a easy W? I mean, you get a couple days rest and you're at home. Uh, I mean, it's
1: challenging, but I mean, at that point you got to you got to hope that maybe we have enough pressure put on us that the third spot is then really, really, really in jeopardy. I know we still have one game lead and you could say that's in jeopardy, but I still feel strong that we can hold that spot and that uh, the last couple games for... OKC will really solidify that for us. I'm sorry, yeah. dude, but you play the friggin' Warriors, Rockets, and Spurs in your last three or four.
2: Yeah, you need to, to beat the Thunder, though. I'm if not
1: confident about that.
2: The Blazers have the tie break, break over the Thunder regardless. They've already beat them three times. But going to OKC, where they're really trying to stay in that race for the three or four spot, because Pelicans are right now essentially tied with with the Thunder. Let me just put this out here real quick Fire about away. the Grizzly. Yeah, Multiple Grizzlies, not just one.
1: Um, The Grizzlies are an incredible case study in how you don't want to be average. Because you remember, they built that nice little core where you go, oh man, look at that. They have Mike Conley,
2: Marcus Saul,
1: they have Zebo. Zebo's having a renaissance of his career. You got all these really good, you got Allen, who's a good swing man. And they just kind of kept that together for a good, I would say, almost eight years. And now it's finally resulting in, oh yeah, we really suck because all these guys are friggin' old now and most of them get hurt.
2: Yeah, but in the NBA, how many teams get good and never win a championship? I mean, I'm thinking the... the what do you York, define as getting good? Well, I'm thinking New York Knicks back in the 90s with Patrick Ewing. I'm, I'm thinking Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns a couple times. So when they had Barkley and when they had Steve Nash. You could kind of
1: say the Pistons after their first title because they sustained that for so long. You sure. kind of just... You, with that core of Wallace and uh, Billups and everybody, you were just kind of like, oh, man, they got to win like... Blazers, early
2: 90s, Blazers, early 2000s. Yeah. I mean... It, it, Late it, 2000s too, Roy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it just happens all the time. I mean, so I don't know that it's necessarily a case study that you have to fall off the map when you do it. It's just really hard to win an NBA championship because usually with the the format of the playoffs, the best team wins. So I think you see it all the time where teams bubble up and you're like, all right, these guys are going to do something. I mean, the Mavericks got theirs, but they were almost one of those teams that never won anything. The Oklahoma City Thunder are that team. I mean, how good were they with Durant and Westbrook? And then they went to only one final and they didn't win. But I think that they also
1: – and, again, I, I think this is kind of the point that you're making is the fact that if you don't take enough risk at a certain point, it kind of comes back to bite you. I don't think the Grizzlies took enough risks. They found a really good core, and it worked, but they kept getting the same result over and over and over. And I think that when that happens, you kind of have to go, all right, let's assess this because we're really trying to make a title run. Like the Mavericks, I felt, did that the best. But they tell- kept tweaking things yeah. until finally they go – perfect we caught lightning in a bottle
2: yeah but every team tweaks you only just keep track of the ones that win because because look at the way the warriors became a great team they had a little tweaks in there and they added guys the draft like Iguodala, but they yeah. added Iguodala and Sean Livingston and you know the, you add pieces and Bogut left and then they brought in Zaza Pachulia they take that great risk in firing um Mark Jackson that was, Mark that Jackson. You, that that was a, very, a huge that risk, risk. That everybody was.
1: kind of thought they were crazy after For sure. that
2: for sure. So Same yeah, going to work out. Maybe you're right, but yeah, maybe. So what you're saying is, if you're the Blazers, you need to take a risk and,
1: and go fire out. Terry Stotts. Terry, perfect. What's that? Eight. Hey, man, that's not that out of the realm. There were discussions of firing Terry Stotts like 40 games in this year.
2: Yeah, Knicks are talking about hiring Mark Jackson. Now. <laughs> why do they? Why do they? Play I don't know anymore? what the Knicks do. Why do they play anymore? I like, what's I, the point? Is there I don't know I mean there
1: was a point To the Sixers Because they sucked so bad And were so historically crappy For such a good stretch That there seemed like no hope And it was like Yeah you need the Sixers To feel better about yourself
2: I don't think anyone Needs the Knicks all right. Well, enjoy the Elite Eight. Uh, you've got opening day of baseball, and hopefully the Blazers can go at least 3-1, and one, maybe 4-0. and oh. But whatever happens this week, we'll talk about it next time on The Center and the Saints. Everybody have a great weekend. Oh, and uh, thanks to Taylor Mounts for helping out with some of the voices yes. in the, uh, the trailers, uh, the baseball trailers. It was a ton of fun. All right. Everybody have a great weekend.
0: So always look on the bright side of death.